Welcome, sir. This is your seat of honor. What is this? What is it? Honey. Come right? on. Right? You're kidding. You have bees? Thank this you. Is... I do know that cashews are a fruit. You know that? No. Yes. I'm going to up my fruit intake today because I'm going to go buy a bag of cashews. <laughs> Time for a boop boop. Welcome to it Thursday afternoon. So it's time for a Thursday afternoon boop boop. My name is T-Bone. Joining me, co-hosts Brittany Zapshala. Howdy doody. Howdy doody indeedly. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> McGuire. Hi. Hi. And we have joining us our very special guest, Will Brooks. Yay. Welcome to the boop boop. Yeah. Thank you. Boop. Thank yes. you. Boop boop. Everybody knows you as Shakespeare on the Saskatchewan guy, but right now you're in Shakespeare Labs Henry the Fourth. Yeah, Henry the Fourth, Part One and Two, much to our uh, terrible idea. The series, <laughs> the ser- terrible idea, as in there's two plays that we have to do at once, which is a lot. So, are you Henry? Uh, uh, no, I'm not Henry. I'm a bunch of folks. I play uh, Northumberland, which is sort of my main one that uh, goes through multiple plays. We did uh, Richard the Second, which is the prequel to Henry the Fourth, Part One, uh, a year or two ago, and I played Northumberland in it. And Northumberland shows up in Henry the Fourth Part One, and he shows up in Henry the Fourth Part Two. So he's like my my going through guy, uh, and then a bunch of other ones. This uh, g- crazy goofy guy called Silence and uh, Mortimer and Pedo, who gets to carry this fantastically large axe, which makes me feel really good. Wow! <laughs> I don't get to do anything with it, but I get to carry it. That's the main thing. I actually requested it specifically. I like these Shakespeare plays even more now. Yes. If you can request your own weapon, Emma's really nice, and she likes large axes as well. So she got me an axe. <laughs> You're usually the brain power deciding the plays. What's it like switching roles? Awesome. I I don't get to get on stage very often at all. Like I've done two in the last like, I don't know, six or seven years or something like that. But even when I go and do other ones, it's so freeing because I have one job and that's what I'm there to do. And when something explodes off to my left, I don't have to look at it. What's the hardest thing doing Shakespeare? Making sure that a contemporary audience connects with it. And I don't just mean understands what you're saying. But to me, more importantly, to make sure that people give a shit. Um, Because it's 400-year-old text. You know, people go, I don't like Shakespeare. I don't know what you're saying. That's weird. And trying to find a way to present the show so that they can get over that hurdle and actually connect with it honestly as a human being and start to really understand what that piece has to say about uh, contemporary life because it constantly does like we're uh, we're working on Titus Andronicus right now which is this awful brutal horrible uh, show of Shakespeare's it was his first tragedy it's like 37 deaths in it there's people getting beheaded and um, hands cut off and and, and so feel good rape piece, then. total yeah, feel good piece yeah yeah so we're <laughs> We're doing it with puppets because, you know, that makes People sense. People will forgive the slaughter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stitch them back together. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, but as you go through, the hard part is looking at these pieces and going, well, okay, this particular one is about cycles of revenge and cycles of war and how we just get into this thing over and over again and, and, and hurt each other as human beings. And if you can manage to do the hard work, which is to make people realize that that's Donald Trump and Korea and, you know, uh, tweets about my my nuclear dick is bigger than your nuclear dick and uh, and all those kinds of things, 
then there's something that really beautiful that happens with Shakespeare. And that's the hardest thing is to make that actually happen. Don't bring your kids. <laughs> they will leave scarred. Um, <laughs> When you arrived here today, well, you handed us a beautiful jar of honey from Sparrow Hill Farms. It's true. It's true. Talk to us about that. We moved out to an old farmstead. We had bees in the city when we lived in the city and we took them out there. So now we have more bees. They're like the best hobby in the world. Everybody should do it. It's fantastic. I love it. But you take farming beyond hobby. Like I have, I have no self-control. Just when I think you can't get any more back to the land, Brooks, <laughs> <laughs> go out and shoot an animal and may, and know. fill a freezer with sausage. I know. You have I should have brought pigs. sausage. Where, yes, did, where did your passion for this new age pioneering come from? Uh, Jamie Shabelsky, my partner, and I, um, neither of us are farm kids. We're, we both grew up in the city. And and I think the first time we both ate a tomato that we actually grew and didn't buy at the grocery store, it was a bit of a gateway drug, and it just all went ridiculous from there. List out how ridiculous. What how, do you like, have? Like on what Sparrow? do we have? Uh, okay, what do we have right now? We have uh, myself and Jamie Lee. Uh, we have two foster kids, uh, six beehives, so that's uh, about one hundred fifty thousand bees. Uh, we have 35 chickens. We have two goats, two geese, because we just ate the third one for Christmas. <laughs> we have we have Sidebar. we have no turkeys because we ate those for Christmas. Wow. Um, four days ago, we were having a conversation about how we need to cut back because there's too much going on. This is and we're tired. And then yesterday, she's tagging me in posts on Facebook about. $2 baby ducks that we should get. I think you need to start shopping at different Kijiji pages. <laughs> okay. I know, I yeah. know. Just go to Sobeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somewhere along the way, it just became really appealing. When it really comes down to it, I just like making stuff. Like that's what most of it is. It's like I, I just, whether it's growing a plant in a garden or hunting a deer, or making furniture, or making theater. Making furniture? You make furniture? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I haven't done any in a little while here. Actually, I'm kind of behind behind the times on well, that. Well, we but... were going to mention Pick that. up your socks. It was like, <laughs> yeah. The next time I want some sausage on a chair. Okay. Sparrow <laughs> Hill Farm. Sparrow Hill Farm. Together, like sausage on a chair. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on rapidly. <laughs> Hold on. Here. <laughs> So actually, I, I left a Henry the Fourth rehearsal on the last day of hunting season at, at four thirty, and season closed at five twenty-seven. And so I had my rifle in the car, and all my hunting gear and in the his car, axe. and like and his and giant axe. Yeah, and like the second rehearsal was over, I booked it, and I and I as soon as I cross over the boundary, going back to my place where I can legally shoot, I get my gear on and I get my rifle out and everything, and. Um, and I'm just trying to get my deer in the last like 27 minutes of, of hunting season. And, um, and I drove down this like surefire road at 526 and hunting season stopped at 527 and I didn't find a deer. I thought, okay, well, I gave up. And I turned around and I drove out back to the house and there was the deer standing there at 527 and a half Laughing at you. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah, get me next time. Yeah. And, you know, he probably was looking at you funny because you were still dressed in your Shakespearean robes, maybe. It's hey? true. I have this yes, vision yeah. of you in costume <laughs> hunting on the road. Yeah. Okay, hold yeah. on. I have it has to, to be blaze this. orange, though. Sorry, I have to address this. Maybe it's because I'm from North Belfast. That's incredibly disciplined. 
to not shoot it. Yes. Uh, I'm Steven just. Steven would have done it. <laughs> I'm uh, so well. Take a while. My watch yeah. is slow. Many would. It's not just a North Belfast thing. Okay. It's uh, yeah. Many Saskatchewan hunters would have too. But the 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 other thing that uh, that the boop boop fans should learn about Will Brooks is that I'm incredibly anal retentive. Um, yes. OCD tendencies come I, out. I, I don't break rules. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I like my rules. Um, oh, I forgot the pigs. I didn't talk about the pigs. I love my pigs. I didn't mention my pigs. I love my pigs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Brooks loves his pigs. I do. But you're also growing some young little humans in your house. <laughs> I wonder what the segue and was. I, I, lots of people don't really know that you're a foster parent. Where did that come from? Uh, I don't really know exactly. I, I guess we we felt like we saw a need. We felt like we had something to offer. And so we did. Clearly it affects me emotionally. <laughs> it's parenting, so it's uh, complex and, and uh, beautiful and difficult and exhausting and uh, all those kinds of things. Um, we both knew we didn't want to have biological children and that wasn't something we were interested in. It wasn't, I think a lot of people assume that we couldn't or something like that. And that's that's how we went on this track, which wasn't, is the track for some people, but, but wasn't for us. We each knew that passing on our DNA or, or whatever wasn't something that was important for us. Um, and at some point, we we decided that we we did indeed want to try parenting, and I think we were both a little unsure of whether this would be a, a short attempt or or a long attempt or or what it would end up being. Um, so we went through the process and 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 opened the door, and we've had uh, five kids come through. We haven't been doing it for that long; it's only uh, three or four years. The kids uh, are amazing they're, they're they're beautiful the kids that we've all had um have been quite young uh, we we've got a, a three-year-old uh, Cree and soto child that we're uh, working on adopting right now and uh he won't be in his Cree and soto community for the rest of his life um and that's not okay but on the other hand he didn't have a Cree and soto community to go to like um so we can do the best we can to support that and uh, but it's it's complex um but at the same time as i say the kids have been amazing we've had five wonderful wonderful kids uh many of which who've been sent home uh to beautiful situations and uh to be to be a part of sending a child home and to see a family in need figure it out is is um is life changing to see somebody be able to get off crystal meth clean up their life and get their child back um that person is a stronger person than any of us will ever be I was talking to my son yesterday and uh, explaining to him that I was still learning to be a parent, which completely mystified this eight-year-old. <laughs> he didn't understand that I actually didn't know completely what I was doing. And so, and I've known him since he was born. So I can only imagine what it's like to have these partially formed children come to your house. What's the fastest learning curve you've ever had to hit 
that all of a sudden, <laughs> oh my God, I have to deal with this? Um, poop in the bathtub is always a good one. That is a good one. A baby shark, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, the Eddie Murphy thing. And the big brown shark king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as you continue on this journey with with the farm and foster parenting and shepherding this the Shakespeare on the Saskatchewan festival what what challenges do you look ahead to as far as Shakespeare on the Saskatchewan goes the 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 big project that we're working on right now is to be able to uh, redevelop our site because we've got this beautiful spot on the riverbank that we're incredibly fortunate to have access to but it's never been properly designed and developed and, and built because the company is just, you know, it's a tiny little arts organization just scraping by all the time. So we're working right now to raise the money and do the designs to put in a, a festival space that's that will do all of the things that we need it to do as an organization and to be able to sort of, we're approaching it like a, uh, like a present, present to the city of Saskatoon or to the, the citizens of Saskatoon, I should say. So that we can build this festival space that has all of these great infrastructures that are perfect for us to run our festival and then be able to open the access up. It breaks my heart that at the end of every season we lock the padlock on a chain link fence and and hope nobody touches the space for the rest of the year um, because it's just not built to be used when we're not there. So in this, in the new version, we can open it up as a public park and other organizations can use it and there can be, you know, children's festival performances and, and uh, concerts and winter festivals and um, all kinds of things year round. Then, you know, I guess personally, I really want cows, but I'm really not allowed to have them. Um, Legally? Jamily. Um, That's more binding. Yeah. Yeah. And she's right. I should I should I should say I, I shouldn't I shouldn't blame her on uh, on a podcast when when uh, when she's totally right. Think of the fertilizer possibilities. <laughs> I know. Well, you should see what the pigs do. <laughs> Personally, the big one is trying to figure out a way to uh, to be the parent uh, that we want to be uh, and have the career that we're trying to have too and, you know, all those kinds of kinds of things. Well, thank you for joining us, Will. We appreciate your time and you're obviously a very busy man. Will, do you want to tell us when the show is happening if people want to catch Henry IV Part 1 and Part 2? Yeah, you betcha. So we're already in previews. Uh, we run through to January 20th and it kind of alternates night for night Part uh, Part 1 and Part 2. I think there's a couple of days where you can catch like Part 1 in the matinee and Part 2 in the evening, which is actually really quite interesting because it, like, it, it is a continuous story that follows all the way through. Shakespeare Lab, the edgier, younger brother to Shakespeare on the Saskatchewan. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Boop Boop. More information on our Facebook page, just do a search for Boop Boop. Contact us via email, yxeboopboop at gmail.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Google Play. Just search Boop Boop. Podcast produced at Sound Lounge by T-Bone, website thesoundlounge.ca. I think the other day I was actually wasn't home, but Jamie had a Jamie had a triple in a row poop in the bathtub situation um, with the two kids too, because then the other one freaks out and wants out of the bathtub because there's poop floating in the bathtub. And and if it's floating, it's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what Doctor Oz true. says. Yeah. <laughs>